Welcome to this message from Life Assembly, a thriving church in the northwest suburbs of Minneapolis. Please visit us online at lifemn.org for more information. And now join us as we pursue Jesus together. That's what the world needs, Jesus. And that's why we're gathered here today in this uh, missions convention, missions emphasis. And I, it's a joy for my wife and I. I'm just have my wife, Anjali, wave, greet uh, the people. Uh, she's uh, a great partner in missions. She does more work on the, on the field than, than I do. But uh, if, you'll, if we can go to slide number one, this is where we're at. We are in Eswatini. Anyone ever heard of Eswatini? Probably, probably not many of you unless you're uh, a geography buff, but uh, it, it used to be called Swaziland. Eswatini is the last kingdom in Africa. Uh, formerly called Swaziland, the king a couple years ago changed the name. He made a decree, and when a king makes a decree, you follow it. Uh, he said, we're no longer going to call our country by uh, an English name. Swaziland was given by colonial powers. We're going to call it in our own language, and that's Eswatini. We are one million people, and uh, the king has, uh, God has given us favor with the king. Uh, when, we, when we plant churches, we planted five and built five. You saw them on the video. And then we planted 10 more, and they are in the process of being built as we speak. A couple of them have gotten done while we've been here in furlough. We want to finish those, but we want to do 20 more. We want to double the, the 50 churches that were there when we, when we got there, 50 Assembly of God churches. We work with the International Ministries Assemblies of God, the National Church in Eswatini. And one other thing that we, we want to do is drill a well. Now, uh, when we planted those churches, and we were going to go back and plant more, we identify a village without a gospel uh, witness, without a church, and we were going to go in there with one of our graduates. We had 80 graduates from the Bible school, and uh, we work with them and others that have been mentored by other pastors in the other churches. We go f- uh, identify a village unreached yet, and uh, we, we go, here's what we have to do, we have to go see the chief. You see, there's a king and there's about 100 chiefs that run the, run the country. We go to a chief and we ask for land, and he gives it to us. And here's why. The king has told all of his chiefs that if the assemblies of God want to plant a church in your village or your region, a village in your region, give them land. So we have, uh, God has given us favor with the king. We get all the land that we need uh, and we want to do two things. We want to, well, we want to do three things. We want to build that church, and then we want to drill a well. If you drill a well in uh, most of Eswatini, outside the urban centers, the two or three large urban centers, uh, when you drill that well, this is what it means. You saw one uh, that we drilled uh, last furlough, I mean last term. You drill a well for the first time the pastor and his wife and his family, the members of the congregation that uh, are, are gathering into that church, and every member of the village that that church plant is, is or has started 
gets clean water for the first time in their lives. First time in their lives they get clean water. They used to, uh, they, they would have to, before, they would have to go to the uh, river where all the cows do their business and, and uh, what else is in that river, uh, we don't know. But uh, they, uh, they take their containers, they might walk one, two, three kilometers uh, to get that water. But now, because of the grace of God, really, uh, they get clean water. And all five of those churches that we built are full today because of what God is, is enabling us to do. And I, I, I want to thank this church. We're glad to be back at, in Maple Grove Life Assembly. We missed last furlough, but we're, we're here this furlough, and we want to thank you for partnering with us. But I want to say another thing. You're not just partnering with us. We are partnering with you. This church has a vision, the leadership of this church, the missions committee that I met, a wonderful leadership there in, in uh, doing what God has called you to do in missions. You have your own, God has given you a call to missions. God has given you a vision for global missions. And we are partnering with you to accomplish what God has called this church to do. It's, it's, I can say it this way. When we go to Eswatini, and when those 22 missionaries uh, go to their countries, and, and we have uh, missionaries with us today. I'm, I'm glad, I'm, I'm honored to be with home missionaries here today and world missionaries, uh, evangelists, worship arts uh, uh, ex, uh, experts. And this is, uh, we, when we go to where God has called us, we're doing this. We're opening a branch of life assembly where we go. We are your extension of missions wherever we go because you have, uh, you have taken it on your heart uh, to support us. So we thank you. If you have the Word today in whatever form you have, your Bibles, your tablets, your iPhones, I want to share just briefly uh, the, the Word of God today. I'm, I'm looking at uh, John chapter 10, verses 14 to 16. Join me in that text. John chapter 10, verses 14 to 16. A passage that I believe is a word from Jesus himself to, that calls us to missions, whether it be whether it be local ministry, local missions, or world missions. John chapter 10, verse 14, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Aren't you glad he's the good shepherd? I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. The first point I want to make before I get into world missions, that's my heart, and uh, I look forward to uh, hearing all the hearts of the missionaries here today uh, in, at the banquet uh, I'm, I don't know how I was, I was selected to, to speak here today, but many, there's many here that can uh, speak as well or better. But I look forward to hearing your heart in the missions banquet after our service today. But when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, he is saying this, I, I am here to nurture you. I'm your pastor. I'm your shepherd. And he has he has delegated under shepherds and leaders of every local church. When he says, I am the good shepherd, 
it is a premise that I want to, to, to say before I go to world missions, and that is this, local ministry, and that's the image of the Good Shepherd. Local ministry must never be neglected. You are here because God has called you to this local flock so that you can minister to one another, so that you can be encouraged and edified and built up so that you have, so that this church can be strong, it can, it can um, be the tool in God's hand to minister to one another. But missionaries need you to be strong. I can't do what I do. All these missionaries here can't do what they do without you. If, the, if there is no strong, without the local church, there is no missions. There's no world missions. There's no home missions. We rely, and God has, has raised you up uh, to come alongside us and we alongside you to do the work of missions. I am the good shepherd. Local ministry must never be neglected. Verse 15, just as the Father knows me, I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus is both the good shepherd and he is the lamb that was slain for you and I. Amen? The atonement, what Christ did on the cross, he did individually specific. The atonement is individually specific. Each one of you he died for, didn't he? Each one of you in Christ, if you put your faith in Christ, he died for you individually. But he also, he also died for those that are still lost in Maple Grove. And we must never, the second thing we must never forget, local ministry and secondly, local missions. I'm here as a world missionary, but you, I, I declare to you from the words of Jesus that he lays down his life locally, it's individually and locally specific to your community. Jesus said, I will, after you have received my Holy Spirit, you will be my witnesses first where? Jerusalem. For you, that's Maple Grove in the surrounding area. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and then to Judea and Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. So the atonement and what Christ is saying when he says, I lay down my life for the sheep. If, if you were the only one on earth, he would have come and died for you, individually for you, locally for the lost and unsaved that surround this church building and you as the, the true church. When you, when you leave these doors, your mission field begins. Amen. You become Jesus' own witness to those who are lost around you. But I want to I wanna go to verse 16. We have to go to verse 16 to get the full scope of what Jesus wants the church to do. He, he first said it, this to his disciples when he gathered 2,000 years ago. He first said it to his disciples, but he is now saying it to every generation of the church that has ever gathered together in a local body across the world for 2,000 years, Jesus wanted these words. He wanted his church and every generation to hear these words, and that's why these are recorded. Verse 16, what does Jesus say? I have other sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep fold. Who is, he, who is he speaking of? Yes, good, good answer. Whoever said that gets an A. I'm a teacher, so uh, you get an A. 
the Gentiles, he, he, who's, who is he speaking to when he says those words? He's speaking to the only people group that had yet been assembled into a, a, a flock, his disciples. They were Jewish believers, but he tells his Jewish believers, and he tells you and I, in fact, you and I, unless you're Jewish here today, you and I are here because Jesus said these very words, even before he, said, he gives us the Great Commission, before he ascended to heaven, he said these words, I have other sheep that have not yet been gathered into the fold. He's speaking of all the families of the, of the world. He's speaking about you and I. You and I are here as Gentile believers because Jesus had it in his heart to go beyond local ministry and local missions to extend the gospel to the entire world. Hallelujah. So what I, what I want to declare here is this. The atonement is also globally specific. Amen? We, uh, if, if we just rely or if we just do local ministry and local missions, we have missed the point of the Great Commission, the complete point of the Great Commission, where he says what? Go, therefore, and make disciples of all, all nations, every people group. How many people groups still have yet to hear the gospel message? There's 6,000. 6,000 unreached people groups that uh, represent 2 billion, over 2 billion on the face of the planet yet. Yet to be reached. Are we going to reach them? Are we going to do our part? You see, when you send those 22 and you have a heart to, you want to you do more, you want to send more, you want to do more home missions, you want to you send more uh, in Judea and Samaria, you want to send more world missionaries to the foreign field. It's, it is because you're hearing the words of Jesus, I have other sheep. That is the short of missions. I have other sheep. I have other sheep in Maple Grove, Minnesota. I have other sheep that are living next door to you. I have other sheep in your workplace. I have other sheep that have yet to be gathered into the fold in locally as well as globally. Everyone here, if you're in Christ here today, Everyone here, without exception, you are here with the hope of eternal life for this reason, without exception. Someone before you received Christ. Someone before you received Christ heard in some way, form, or manner, heard the words of Jesus, I have other sheep, and they, they heard those words and they went to you to share the gospel. Everyone here, without exception, we, everyone here at, at, at some point was lost, unsaved, until someone heard the words of Jesus, I have other sheep, and they went to find the lost sheep to be brought into the fold. Hallelujah. I joined uh, my dad as a missionary in uh, Kenya. This was, whoa, 30 years, 30 years ago. <laughs> my dad was in Kenya. He was a missionary in East Africa. He'd... Uh, uh, teach at the North, at East Africa School of, of Theology in Nairobi, and then he went out to uh, the region uh, called Maasai Land, a traditional primitive tribe, warrior tribe in 
uh, in Kenya, in southern Kenya. Well, I joined my dad as a single missionary, missionary associate. I, I joined him, and uh, w- w- uh, my assignment was to plant a church. I, I would teach uh, as well, uh, along with my father, I'd teach at East Africa School of Theology Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, I, I took one of those graduates, or one, not, he, he, he was a student, hadn't graduated yet, but his name was Jefferson Yatuka. He was from uh, the Kisi tribe, an unreached tribe in, in southern, uh, western Kenya. Uh, and I, he was uh, a, a very bright student. And so I took him and a couple others, but primarily I was with Jefferson. In the weekends, we would go to a, an impoverished area of Nairobi, open sewers, uh, barely electricity there. We'd, we'd go door to door, and uh, sometimes it wasn't a door. It was a blanket uh, over the opening. Uh, and we would go door to door in this impoverished area. Nobody, uh, other students said, I, I don't, uh, nobody goes into that area. It's, it's called Pumwani. Nobody goes to Pumwani because there were Muslims there. There was uh, danger. There was uh, uh, everything you could think of. But Jefferson and I went into that impoverished area for one year. Every weekend we'd go and, and uh, we'd share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this, when the Bible says the fields are ripe, this, this is Africa. This is sub-Saharan Africa. We, not one home ever rejected hearing us, uh, hearing us share the gospel. Not one turned us away. <laughs> Does that work here in the U.S.? Well, not too well. <laughs> but in, in uh, Pumwani, everyone is impoverished. They, they, they'd bring us in. They'd invite us in for tea and whatever, and uh, we'd share the gospel. Seven out of ten. And I'm talking about hundreds of people, seven out of ten, before we left, bowed and, 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 and uh, repeated the sinner's prayer with us. They, they gave their hearts to Jesus. At the end of that year, we, we had gathered 225 faithful every Sunday, 225, gathered in a rented hall, an elementary school hall. And uh, when I left Africa, it was the last Sunday, I'm, it was after church, and we had a great, a great farewell. Uh, and I took Jefferson aside, and I, and I, I had just preached this, this message. And I told Jefferson, don't ever be satisfied with the numbers that you have at any time. And with the, with the people, whether it was spiritual growth or numbers coming to Christ. Don't ever be satisfied. And he was. You see, Jefferson, when he came to school, he came from a, 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 one of the rare wealthy African families uh, in, in Nairobi or in Africa, all of it. Not, but his, his family was wealthy. His, his uh, father was a chief. He, he had businesses. He had farms. And... Uh, and he was groomed. They groomed Jefferson to become uh, to, to go to law school and then into government and business. And uh, he went to the best schools. And uh, he shared with me his testimony. He said, "Just before I, I, I was uh, I entered law school, God God's called me. God, I gave my life to to Christ, and God called me to become a church planner and a pastor." 
And he went the day that he was called, or right after he was called, he went to his father and he said, I'm, I'm going to East Africa School of Theology to become a minister. His dad turned a shade of anger red, just was beside himself with, and, and went through a lecture of what, what I have done to get you to this place so that you, can be, so that you could be something. And now you're telling me this. If you do this, if you do this, you will never see one shilling of inheritance from me. In fact, I will disown you. He went to Bible school anyway. He answered the call of God anyway. And we spent those four years together in that Bible school, in East Africa School of Theology, and then we went to plant that church in Pumwani. And I told him, I said, don't, he, was, he was satisfied with where, where he was. He, he was actually making enough income to support now his, his wife and two children. But I, I told Jefferson this. I said, don't ever be satisfied. Don't ever be satisfied with where you're at. Go take the next step. Take the next step where God is calling you and leading you. Well, 20 years later, fast forward 20 years later, we were coming uh, back from Mauritius, our first term as missionaries in Mauritius, on our way back to, uh, uh, to, to the U.S. for a furlough. But we wanted to stop. I, I wanted to stop in Nairobi to find out where Jefferson, what Jefferson was doing. And so I, we got off the plane in Nairobi, and we, uh, we, we didn't know where, where were we were going to start uh, because we didn't, know, didn't have his address, didn't have his phone number. So we went to East Africa School of Theology. And we were hoping that someone there would know where Jefferson ended up. Well, we, we, we talked to the first guy. He was a student. I said, do you know a guy, a pastor in Nairobi somewhere? His name is Jefferson Nyatuka. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody knows Jefferson Nyatuka. He, we, he, he is no longer called pastor. He's called bishop. Bishop uh, Jefferson Nyatuka. And his church is is uh, uh, five kilometers down the road here. And so we got, I got in a taxi, went to uh, the compound of where, uh, of where Jefferson Church was, and I got out of the taxi, and I stood before a building, a church building, that held 4,000 members. Hallelujah. Jefferson had heard the words of Jesus, I have other sheep. Are you hearing those words today? I have other sheep that have not yet been gathered into the sheepfold, whether it's here in Maple Grove or whether it's there in Eswatini or there in Kenya or there uh, in uh, Europe or there in Asia. There are still yet to be gathered into the fold sheep. Hallelujah. I'm reading, verse, uh, I'm reading Revelation chapter 5. Verses 6 to 10. Then I saw a lamb, looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. Verse 8. The four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Verse 9. And they sang a new song, saying this, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them to be a kingdom and priest to serve our God, and they will reign 
on the earth forever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. The atonement of Jesus Christ. His words, I have other sheep. It's not only for the sheep lost and unsaved in Maple Grove. It's not only locally specific, but, it, but when we get to heaven, when we all get to heaven, every single tribe, even the 6,000 yet to be unreached, yet, yet unreached, the 6,000 tribes that we have not reached, they will all be there. Every tribe, every tongue, and every nation will be there. Hallelujah. Are you hearing the words of Jesus? I have other sheep. Are you going to take the next step? You have a faith promise card. And in just a few minutes, you'll be handing that in. I want to challenge you to ask this question. Maybe you haven't begun. Maybe you've, you've gotten to, uh, uh, to, pay, to giving your tithes and offerings, but you haven't yet taken the first step for, for global missions, local, home, global missions. What's the, what, what's, what is the beginning step that you're going to take? For those of you who have had a part in, in giving uh, to global missions, you have had a part, you've already started. The, the question for you is, what is my next step? What is the next step God wants me to take for global missions? I want to say this. It's, this is very important. There's a, a question I ask myself, and my, my kids ask them uh, themselves this question. Will anyone be in heaven because of me? Will anyone be in heaven when I get there? Will anyone be there because of me? I want to tell you something. You, you may not even have thought about it or thought very little about it, but if you, over the years, and now there's been many years that Life Assembly has supported us and, 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 and uh, sent us to the field, many years, those 22 missionaries, many years you've, you've sent to the field. But listen, when you all get to heaven, this is what's going to happen. If you've had a part, you've done one of three things. You've prayed for missionaries. You've prayed for home missionaries. You've prayed for world missionaries. You've prayed for the lost uh, uh, around you. You have, you have given to missions. You've given financially to missions. That's what you're going to do in, in write, writing out that faith promise that, that, that says this is what, with, with God's help, uh, this is what I'm going to do every month. I'm going to give so much. Listen, if you have prayed, if you have given, if you have gone, you can go on a, get on a mission trip, a short-term mission trip. Uh, come and visit us in Eswatini, and uh, you'll see God at work in the villages. Uh, but if you have had a part in those, one of those three things, when you get to heaven, this is what's going to happen. One after the other, after the other, after the other. People from all around the world, people from every, from many tribes, they will be there, and one after the other, there will be hundreds. After they have thrown their, their crown before the Lord of glory and, and cried, holy, 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 after they do that, they're going to come to you. Hundreds, 
there will be thousands. There will probably be tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands. Who knows? But this is what's going to happen. They're going to come to you, and they're going to say, thank you. Thank you. When you sent that missionary from Life Assembly, that missionary that you sent, he came to my village, and he shared the good news of Jesus Christ. I am here. I am here for eternity because you sent that missionary, because you supported that, uh, that home missionary in Judea and Samaria, and you sent that world missionary all across to the ends of the earth. One after the other, they will come to you. Will anyone be in heaven because of you? When you answer and commit yourself to local missions, to area missions, to home missions, to world missions, there will be many, many in heaven because of you. Hallelujah. That's why, that's why we're here, isn't it? That's why we have this, this emphasis today, because we want the unreached people groups of the world to be reached. One, one more thing. When Jesus says, I have other sheep that are not of this sheepfold, he is giving to us the scope of missions. What does a scope do? The full scope of missions. What, what does a scope do on a, on a hunting rifle, for example? Yeah, it brings into vision what the natural eye cannot see or cannot see very well. Today, God is giving us the scope of missions. Not, not only f- from local and home to world missions, not only uh, geographically, but he is giving to us, he is, he is giving to us his eyes, his eyes to see. He is giving us his scope to see the lost and unsaved around us, but also the unreached yet to be reached. You see, there's a difference. Unreached is different than unsaved. Everyone in Maple Grove that hasn't found Christ yet, they're unsaved, yeah. They're lost, yeah. But they, they are not unreached. Everyone, virtually everyone in, in the U.S. knows the gospel of Jesus Christ. They have been, they have been invited to, to come to Jesus in some way. I, I just came down from, uh, from, the north, uh, from the north, and I saw a billboard on I-94. It says, I trust in Jesus. The only way to the Father, or the only way to God is through Jesus. John 3.16. I mean, uh, it's every American has been introduced to the gospel. But let, let me give you the difference of an American who's, who's been introduced to the gospel and the one who has been unreached. In an unreached country, there's 6,000 unreached people groups, 2 billion on this planet. They are born, each person in, a, in that people group. They are born, that person lives his entire life without seeing a billboard, without ever seeing in his life a Bible, without ever meeting once in his life a Christian who knows Jesus, without ever hearing, seeing, or being touched in some way with the gospel of Jesus his entire life. He's born, he lives, and he dies without ever knowing and hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's an unreached soul. Can we reach them? 
Yes, by God's grace, we can reach him, and by his call to us to, do, to take the next step, we can do it. We'll, we'll do our part, amen? Because we have already read that when we get to heaven, every tribe, tongue, and nation will be there. My, wife's, my, my wife is, is here with us, and I, she, she could come and give her testimony, and you'd be blown away. But let me just tell you where she's coming from. My wife here is here because someone answered the call to missions. Someone heard the, the word of God, I have other sheep. My, you see, my wife was, is a, was a former Hindu. She, she grew up Hindu in an island out in the Indian Ocean uh, called Mauritius. And she grew up Hindu. In fact, every, everyone on the, uh, the majority of the people on the island were Hindu until... Someone heard the words of Jesus, I have other sheep. An Assembly of God missionary in 1968 went to that island where there was no church. The Catholic church was there. Uh, they, they converted all the Creoles, which are of African descent, but not one Hindu and not one Muslim, two-thirds of the population, ever converted to Christianity through the Catholic church. They stayed Hindu and they stayed Muslim until that Assembly of God missionary went and he began to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Tent meetings, open air, wherever he could. For five years, he, he preached the gospel. And after five years, 50,000 Hindus and Muslims and Creoles came to give their hearts to Jesus. They heard the gospel. They saw miracles uh, that, that, were, uh, that were unbelievable, except they saw it. When a Hindu, when, when, when those Hindus saw the miracles of God before their own eyes, they, they came to, to a conclusion. This is the truth. This is, this is, this is real. This is true. And they, they gave their hearts to Jesus Christ. Today on that island, there's 150, uh, 60 miles by 45 miles in length and width. There's 150 Assembly of God churches that have been planted on that island. And there's a quarter of the 250,000 former Hindus, Muslims, and Creoles know Jesus Christ and go to those, those churches and other churches on the island. How did it happen? It happened because someone heard the words of Jesus, I have other sheep, and they brought the lost sheep into the fold. Keep sending missionaries, both home and abroad. Amen. Father, I thank you for what you have done in this local flock. You have brought one another, you have brought these, these people together for local ministry. And I pray that that, that would continue. That, that, that when they leave these doors, that local missions begins and continues. Local ministry and local missions, may they flourish. May, may this... this uh, sanctuary be full because we have heard your words and we have gone to find the lost sheep. But Lord, I also pray that you would, you would help us to take the next step that each of us needs to take. Lord, you, you are calling us not just for local missions, but for home missions and world missions today. I pray that you would speak to us right now today at this moment. What is it that I need to do to bring in, 
to bring into my sight the lost and the dying and the unreached around this world. And Lord, by your help and by your grace and by your call, we will reach to the ends of the earth for the purpose of glorifying your name. We will reach the nations as you have declared in your word. When we get to heaven, they will be there. And there will be many there because of me. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Life Assembly. Connect with us online at lifemn.org. And thanks for listening.